Ball spa. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be all, end all, know it all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Thursday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Got all kinds of different topics that we can discuss. Quade Cummins, Corn Ferry Tour Finals. He's off to a good start. Kind of tell you a little bit about that at the end of the show if you want to. College football, we can always talk college football. What about us on, what's on your mind, Jared? What college football topic does is on your mind that you have fascination with right now? I'll tell you what's on my mind, and it doesn't have anything to do with college football. Mm. And this is where we can get our listeners to help us out for things that maybe I didn't remember or you can't remember as we talk about this. But coming up on Friday night, Carl Albert will come here to Big Elk Stadium, and this will be... One of, if not the most talented teams to ever step foot on this field. With the guys that they already have, two guys already committed to play at Oklahoma. Uh, gosh, handful of others that are going to get Division One offers, if not Oklahoma offers. And so my question is this to the football historians out there in Western Oklahoma. Is this the most talented team that's ever come here that's ever played on this field I wrote down a few that I can remember in my time that might uh, be in the running for such a title but my time isn't nearly as far back as some others and I know there's going to be some some uh, some other ideas back there that I couldn't think of so uh who are going into Friday night if it's if it's not going to be Carl Albert once they leave here, who what is what are some of the better teams, the best teams that have ever played on this field at Big Elk Stadium? What in the world's going on? And what in universe, Jared, would you move your family from a gated community in Norman, Oklahoma, out to LA and pretend like it's safer where you moved than when you left? Is it Lincoln Smollett, Jesse Riley, or is, is this? It even reminds me not only just the nature of it, but you know who else is he remind me of? Yeah, Lincoln Durant. Yep, Kevin Riley. Incredibly weak minded and insecure. Let's talk about this uh, right off the top of the show. Two two five nine six nine eight is the phone or the text line. Two two five nine six nine eight. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, a couple of ways to stay in touch with the show. Log on to kadsam.com, or you can download the app. The app's got it all. It's got radio. It's got the Penny News. A brand-new edition of the Penny News hit the website last night at midnight, but now you can go pick up a free copy of said Penny News at your favorite local newsstand as we speak. Notice what I said there, Jared. A free copy of the Penny News. Now, when we were in Canadian last week, saw it up yeah, there. Yeah, we saw it. Where did we see that it was at? at the Quick Stop that we stopped in to get a refreshment before we took the drive home. That's right. right. That's exactly where it was. Well, I knew remember like, seeing hey, it. Yeah, there it is. I mean, it's everywhere. Everywhere. It's pretty cool. If you don't believe us. I mean, it was. It was literally everywhere. The Penny News is out there at your local, at your favorite local newsstand. Also, of course, Big Elk and Paragon TV. Got that there on the app as well this week. Triple header. Hollis at home for the first time against Mountain View Godibo. Merritt Oilers. 
travel to Minko. And, of course, the Big Elks right here at home against the Carl Albert Titans. So all that in that app. And, and then if you miss our show entirely, you can check out the Skinny on Sports podcast. It's literally available anywhere podcasts drop. How are you today, Jared? I'm good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Good night again last night for your Rangers. Came on the heels of bad news, but sure, yeah, 10 to nothing win. Going for a four-game sweep tonight over a team they're racing in the – well, they're in a race with in the wild card uh, circuit, I guess. So, yeah, it's good stuff. You know, I've, no- I've noticed that the Rangers have, have started to play better when they don't use their bullpen. Yeah, when their bats are working. <laughs> when they win like 10 nothing and 10-3. to three. Right. When the bats are working, it's – in that – Maybe that, like I said yesterday, they've gotten out of this slump right now based on – was that thunder? That's what I was just wondering. Wow. Um, Based on uh, win streaks, they are, I guess you could say, the hottest team in baseball right now. Was that five in a row for them? I think that's right. Uh, Longest win streak in baseball. So maybe they have come out of this horrible slump at the most inopportune time. And now they're turning that corner. But I'm all I'm kind of subdued because of the news of Scherzer is likely done for the year. Yeah, I think we all knew that yesterday. Yeah. A little bit like the A Rod stuff. You knew it, it just wasn't official. Yeah. But no surgery, that's a good sign. With another year left on that contract. Oh no, yeah, I think I think he'll be ready to go come springtime. I mean as much fun as it probably is right now, just you can think about what's coming. In a year from now, if you can, I mean, I, I guess at some point, can we just stop saying if DeGrom can stay healthy and just not even worry about him unless he shows up? Right. Is that fair? No, but with Scherzer, Montgomery, and then the young guys, Carter, I think he's given a jolt. He could probably even maybe credit him for some of this, you know, the contagiousness of hitting when Evan Carter has come up. And then they've got Langford. Yep. Watch out for him. Wyatt Langford is ripping apart the minor leagues. So. It's a fun time, no doubt about it. Yeah. Okay. After we got off the air yesterday, kind of mid-afternoon, all of a sudden I was looked up and I had all these tweets just back to back to back. I thought, what in the world is going on? For all this to just kind of shoot off the way it has. And, uh, yeah, this was pretty interesting comments from uh, from Tebow your house yeah. what happened there yeah i had multiple um had a lot of different people trying to break into the house the days after it happened and 95 percent of the fans and people out there at oklahoma or anybody else are great but yeah you, you typically always have that that percentage that that at times take it too far obviously this was one of those instances i heard you got packages and then they got your nine-year-old's number um like what was the scariest part for you yeah, it was my family's safety. I didn't care about the house. I didn't care about anything else, just their safety. And we thought we were going to, because we wanted the girls to be able to finish out school um, just because the semester was almost over. And as that stuff transpired, we said, no, we got to get them the hell out of here as fast as we can. That was Lincoln Riley speaking back to his time right after announcing that he would be heading out west to, co- to coach USC. What was your initial reaction when you heard this? Uh, well, I kind of hinted at it, just being it feels like an insecure over uh, comment comment made, maybe a little overreaction. Uh, I did when I saw the headline, I thought, "Here we go, here we go, cornering a fan base, making them look like the enemy." When in all reality, and he did say it, that every fan base has bad apples, right? And, he, and, and I was relieved to hear him say, yeah, 90% of fans are good. You know, unfortunately, there is the 10% that aren't good. OU has them. Everybody has them. That, that is part of it. Uh, but another part of it was I was thinking, okay, you're saying all this, Lincoln, and we're about to hear more. I mean, you, you better be careful because there could be uh, 
other people that have receipts on this go, well, that's not true, and here's the proof. Oh, you're already starting to see that as yeah. far as the you know the people that are in law enforcement that you know if am I going to sit here and say that there weren't idiots that did you know something stupid to to some degree of what he's trying to say? Absolutely, and I'm going to sit here and say because I believe that that probably happened. Yeah, oh, sure. Some, some again. Would it shock anybody if some yeah. internet sleuth was able to get his daughter's phone number? As sick as that is, uh, there's there are sick people that can out definitely there. happen. Yes. But man, did this not just as soon as I heard it, I just almost started laughing. Like, all right, come on, you're you got a bye week, and and Brandon texted it to me. The, my first thought was. He's trying to flip recruiting momentum because they've missed out on a couple of guys lately that they probably should get. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. that's how calculating and and snake oil salesman like that he is. And it's just it's incredible to it, you know you know one of the things that I, that caught my ear when when I heard it when I actually listened to it was it kept on saying out there. Like Oklahoma, like like Norman, Oklahoma is so much different than the Panhandle of Texas where you grew up. Like it's like he is distances distancing himself from who he was to now who he wants to be mm-hmm. and who he is. More in the limelight of, of Southern California and, and USC and LA and Hollywood and all that. Like you know, he kept on saying there. Like it's some kind of big difference between where he was from. Well, he's embracing the the West Coast mentality, like of their fan base, and you see him on Twitter. Of that's that's their defense of anything that's thrown in their face that is true. They go, oh well, he left because there's nothing to do out there. There's you, you guys live in no man's land. There's nothing in Oklahoma, and it's quite offensive. He's pretty much embraced that culture of that thinking with with their trash fans but he's sitting secure we mentioned that too it, and that's another thing that came to mind i'm glad you said it first was this is this is like mirroring when when durant left he did the sit down interviews played the woe is me card well and just so keeps on insecure. bringing it up it's How a long, year ago it's, yeah let it go let it you've go been there, you've been there for coming on two years now no one, and of course, as soon as this is brought up and people around here talk about it or try to defend who they are, it's like, oh my gosh, the Oklahoma fans just won't let it go. No, 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 no. Oh, you didn't say a damn word about Lincoln. Nobody, no, yeah, that that wasn't yeah. a conversation. Lincoln Riley's not a conversation on a daily basis here, but he was yesterday because of what he said. It had nothing to do with the people here, just as it always does with Kevin Durant. Nobody anymore cares what Kevin Durant is doing until he pops on some podcast and does this exact same thing to Thunder fans. And, by the way, Oklahomans. Nobody cares about those two anymore as far as a, a daily thinking about and caring about what they're doing. Nobody's, nobody's worried about what Lincoln Riley's doing. It's a lot more exactly. about yeah. you know what Brent Venables is or isn't doing. Than what, but but there there is there's such an insecurity and he, and here's the thing, I think deep down. Another reason why this always happens with those two, is because deep is because deep down they know they didn't do it the right way. They know they didn't do it the right way. And they want and they have this such yearning, for everybody on earth to love them. And they know in their heart of hearts that there are going to be people here that are never going to because they did it the wrong way. There was so much rumors and speculation of that day, of that conversation that he had with the team, letting them know that he took this job on that Sunday after Bedlam. And I wonder, I, I, I think some of that was touched on in this interview yeah, I just you the, talk about players and the two major points that I I saw was one that one and two <clears throat> he begged everybody to stay, and there's still a bunch of guys that he got to stay at Oklahoma that are still here. Which who are they? Start naming names. Well, that's what I'm getting at. They're, they're pretty soon players are going to talk. 
maybe not while they're at the university, but maybe when they're gone and go, oh yeah, when you want to talk about Lincoln Riley, I got, I got some stuff on this mm-hmm. of, of that day that happened. So, well, it, he, I'm, all I'm saying <clears throat> is he needs to be careful what he's putting out there because there are going to be other people that, you know, there's always a, a different side of the story. And he doesn't care, though. But he doesn't. He doesn't need so, to be careful because he doesn't care. How soon before we find out he has a burner account on Twitter? That's what we just got on the text line. Oh, did Scott said you think he has multiple accounts like like Durant does? Yeah. Well, as soon as you start seeing the ones going, yeah, Lincoln, I can't believe those fans were such idiots that they would do that to your house. You know, good and well, Tim, or somebody in his family. <laughs> it's just I, I just don't understand. I guess the 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 mentality. And why anybody would feel the need to do this. And I guess it's just because, I, I guess it just goes down to your personal, I mean, listen, here we are and you, you make decisions and you and you have to live with them. And some people can do that and, and not worry about what anybody cares or what anybody thinks about that decision. Others can't. I mean, it, it'd be hilarious. Think about <clears throat> like with the, like think, with the Durant comparison to this and the way those decisions were made and now the way that they're trying to be defended by both of those guys it got me thinking like can you imagine if if, if like charles barkley acted like this you know i, I thought of the nba guys like from the from the era past mm-hmm. you know chuck or mj or magic or those <laughs> I get it, social media wasn't a thing back then. But do you really think... Well, first off, they they didn't do this. But even if they would have, let's say they, they would have joined teams, do you think that they would... Do you think that they would have this... I don't know, this desire for everybody to be okay with it? Or do you think that they would just make their decision and go, you know what, F you. I did what I did. It's the latter. It, it's a tougher, but back then, and this goes into a study of psychology. Back then, there wasn't the readily the, the access of social media, where you know he's sitting down when he gets home from the day and, and looking on his phone, and this is the same thing that happened to Kevin Durant in in, in probably searching his name on Twitter, searching his name on any social media, so what are they saying seeing what me? comes up. What are they saying about me? And he's seeing more and more stuff, more negative. He's like, well, I, I'm, I'm so insecure. I remember that time that black SUV rolled by my house a couple times. Well, they're probably looking for their smoker back. Lincoln. Yeah, Travis Davidson. He's on Twitter. He's like, I saw him. I hope that he's talking about me. <laughs> Driving around trying to get, but the, gated, trying to get the, the smoker. Gated, and Jim was on this yesterday. The gated community... You can't just access. You think anybody can just roll up to that house of Lincoln Riley's without? Well, I mean, people know who's in your neighborhood. You you have, right? You have to sign. I mean, I've been to gated communities, but well, here's heavily the deal. guarded ones. And, it doesn't and, even have to be a gated community. It could just be a a, commu- a a nice neighborhood. The chances of being able to break into a nice neighborhood and getting away with it versus maybe not as nice a neighborhood and getting away with it, they're, they're, it's astronomical difference. Because the the nicer the house you're trying to steal from, the way better chance they have more cameras, and you're not you're going to get caught. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just the it's just the way it is right now. It, it, that all that stuff is just so hilarious it's to me silly. that he would bring that up. It's silly, and it goes back to to like the but it's like MJ. This seems like a like a interview. Kevin Durant. I mean, yeah, it seems like an interview that would come out in the dead of summer. Or spring, even, or after they lost to Stanford or something, and he's trying, trying to like to rehab. Yeah. yeah, but right here in the middle of the, I mean, we're two weeks in the season, three weeks if you count. They're three zero. and zero. They've just crushed everybody. And, and and yeah, don't you have a season to worry about? Don't you have a team? Don't aren't you aren't you the Pac-12 favorites? Aren't you trying to get them to a playoff? You have their reigning Heisman quarterback on your team. No, let's talk about when you left Oklahoma a year and a half ago. Are so you kidding me? Is this? I mentioned recruiting because they they haven't been very good recruiting lately with some decisions. They've or whatever. had some uh, defectors. But let me ask you this: that just popped in my head when I looked on ESPN.com. Is his are his little feelings getting hurt 
because USC isn't the story in the Pac-12. Coach Prime and Colorado uh, are. There could be an ego thing involved, absolutely. Hey, look at me over here. Yeah. Those sorry suckers from Oklahoma. Yeah. Does everybody feel sorry for me? Yeah. That is true. He's not the it coach anymore in this conference. He's not. He was that his not right entire now. time in the Big 12, more or less, right? He was the young, hip, cool, it coach. All the transfer portal guys come to OU. <clears throat> And he bolts for USC, and it started like that. Got Caleb Williams come with him. Got some guys. Got some recruits. And now, oh, Dion is in where? Everybody's talking about that guy in Boulder, not in California. But look, I'm three and zero. Look and at I, me. I left those dastardly humans in Oklahoma behind. It's just hilarious. It's, it's so funny. Uh, it, it, it's like a little soap opera. Yeah. Shut up, Mule Shoe. Give me a break. Mule Shoe. Mule Shoe. Maybe if you remembered where you came from at Mule Shoe, you wouldn't do stupid stuff like this. Grinch said something. Well, if he's interested in Southern Cal. Yeah. Uh, no. That's. Grinch said that to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I oh, still have boy. his text message if you want to read it. Are you serious? <laughs> if he's mind. interested in Southern Cal? That's I, I would have told him, bro, that's the wrong family to send that to. I was like, you've met yeah. Ethan, right? He would not fit. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports 98.1 FM, the sports animal. That's what uh, the sound Jared was referencing. That's uh, Ethan's parents. I think Nate. The family, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nate is the dad. I, I'm not sorry. don't know his mom's name. But anyways, uh, there was Sam Mays talking about the time after uh, Grinch went with Lincoln Riley out to, to Southern Cal and it just disputes everything he says about, oh, I told every kid. You know what? I guess he's not lying. He told every kid in that meeting on that Sunday afternoon once he accepted that yeah, job. Yeah, but then when he told he the told, coach. You know, that's how he, it's yeah. semantics, right? It's it's like yeah. a politician. Exactly. I didn't lie. I told. I sat there in front of those, ki those kids and told every one of them to stay. I didn't misappropriate funds, but maybe my staffer did. Meanwhile, the, the phones but, in the meeting are going ding, yeah, ding, yeah. ding with Grinch and Oh, uh, Roy Manning, yeah, out on the out on the trail, the recruiting trail. And anyhow, I mean, it's just it is what it is. It's a, he's a snake, and everybody here knows it. And the, the best thing for for him would be just to to shut up and move on. Yes, you're not here anymore. Yes, no matter how bad you want to still, no matter how bad you I, want to be I, here, I you're not a, anymore. It's like I, I always go to the human element in like imagine imagine being broken up with. Okay. You were the person that got broken up with. Yeah, it hurt. It sucks. She moved on. But then she continues to talk about you. Yeah, that's what's happening. Well, what's going on here? That Wait a minute. You broke up with me. I. This isn't how this works. Right. It's it's insecurity. It's, it's what it is. Weak-minded and insecure. And that's why he gets beaten in football games and big games. You know, there's the obvious jokes to make, and I saw this one made on Twitter. Oh, that's what happened to his defense. He left it in that house in Norman. His security defense. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, there's going to be some good ones. God, what was the one I saw? Oh, geez. It was about Aaron Rodgers. A meme that I got sent. Well, I think it's a, there is something to that. He is so weak-minded that does it transfer over to the football field, to the games? When he's in pressure situations or, or what, I don't, you know, is he too proudful? I don't know. You see some coach, like, they don't care. They don't care what people think about him, like you said, like in, in context like Barkley. But there's the coaches who take other jobs and they don't care what people say and they move on. And it was actually kind of like that as like Urban Meyer. I know he was kind of brought up as, you know, he's a liar, but when he is left Florida, it's like he didn't care. He just left Florida and yeah. wound up at Ohio State and, he never talked about Florida. Still not, doesn't. Not, not like that. I Still mean, doesn't. They had might. a big old long yeah, documentary exactly. four-parter. Four exactly. Didn't really talk about it. Oh, here it is. The, so the, the meme I got yesterday after the Rodgers news, it says Rodgers entering MetLife Stadium, and it's a picture of Apollo Creed and Rocky IV entering the, entering the ring. And then Rodgers, after the first drive, it's a picture of Apollo Creed laying dead. Oh, my goodness. After the Russian killed him. Ouch. <laughs> That's a little harsh. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Pretty funny. He's not. He's coming back. You see that? He tweeted, tweeted it last night. 
Hey, power to him. He's not going to be done. All right, let's move on from Lincoln Riley. Please. To, to high school football. <laughs> yeah, before we cuss on the air. Afraid you're getting closer. <laughs> no, I'm good. So, uh, Carl Albert coming out tomorrow night here to Big Elk Stadium. I mean, it's one of the most talented teams in Oklahoma. There's no doubt about that. All you got to do is look at the offer list of a bunch of these kids, and you know the quarterback is already headed to Oklahoma or committed to Oklahoma. The running back Xavier Robinson already committed to Oklahoma, and there's three or four other other guys uh, that that hold OU offers. And it just got me to thinking: okay, who who have been the best teams? to play on the field at Big Elk Stadium. And, and where does this one rank? Is this one the top? Uh, you know, and so I can, I mean there's obviously a sweet spot for me in the timeline of life that I can remember pretty vividly certain teams and then there's there's spots that I can't fill in either A cuz I wasn't really paying any attention or B cuz I wasn't alive or too young to remember, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt. It, it, and maybe saying best with this team, it, it maybe most talented, because I, I'm viewing it through a, a lens of guys that have been offered by college, from college, right? I mean, it's not like these guys aren't winning titles. They won last year. Clearly the favorite to win against the, to win again this year uh, in 5A. But I, I just uh, I've been thinking about that ever since really – these offers started flowing and knowing that they were going to be on this field. And so it just that's that's been on my mind for since the summertime basically knowing this game was coming knowing it was going to be here who who are the teams that 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 could be in this conversation with this Carl Albert team coming up tomorrow night. Here are the here are the ones that I can remember, right? And I'm I I'm not sure which one which year they were here. And heck, I don't even—I can't even 100% remember if they were here, but you'd think they would have to be. Either 91 or 92, Weatherford. Coach Roof was over there, back to back, beat uh, Clinton the first year, Uligal the second year for the uh, for the state champion, or maybe that's flipped. Uligal first, Clinton second. 28 and one over those two years. Uh, Anthony Randall, I remember Coach Roof showing our the the guys when I was in high school a video of him and how dominant he was for the Eagles back then. It was 92. Yeah, 92 when they were here. They uh, won that in, was the team that beat Clinton for the title. Yeah, so they won 91 in 3A, I think, against Uligal, then bumped Right, because 91 the, was A to yeah. in 4A. Yeah. yeah, so there you go. Uh, so the, but those those two, what I'm saying is I'm not sure which year they were here. Right. And quite frankly, they might if it was non-district one year and district the next year, maybe they weren't. You know, there's It's a possibility, but that would be one that I would put up there. Uh, another team, and, and I'm sure this town has plenty. I've, I've got another one here. Uh, but 1996, Clinton, the first of the back-to-back state titles, at least in that run. Um, Jason Crawford, Trent Smith, Tim Duncan, a whole those dudes. Like if I, if you could make a game, and it's impossible to do this because everybody's different ages. But if you could make like the 96 Clinton play the 98 Big Elks. Oh, when yeah. they're the, you know what I'm saying, yeah, you know, because a lot of the '98 Elks were playing, but they were sophomores. Sure. And if you could have figured out a way to make that game, I think that would have been an incredible game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of the better teams. And then I, I, I just mentioned it, the team that played there more than anybody was that Elk City team. '98, yeah, in 1998, uh, state champions. It's the only state championship in school history. Uh, they were dominant throughout the season. So, uh, another one that I thought of later, 1994 Woodward. I'm not sure if they came here or not. Chad Mead, state title, beat Broken Bow in overtime or so. Uh, I'm sure there's an Anadarko team or two in that run that people might remember. Mm-hmm. And then on the text line, I got 1982 Clinton. 82. 1982. Uh, voted by the Oklahoman as the best team in Oklahoma what back was then. That? It was a Dave Meadows team. That's right. Yeah. yeah, 1982. And then also um, Bishop McGinnis, 2007. 14-0 shut. Nine, look at this. Fish did the – he did the legwork on this deal. 14-0, nine shutouts, multiple D1 players. What what team was that? I'm sorry. Nine, uh, 2007 McGinnis. It was a good team. I'm sure you can make a, a case for one of the uh, Heritage Hall team that was out here. 
when they were when the they were in the district. Yeah. You could probably go there, and then I know there's further back teams that you can oh, make yeah. the case for. I mean, you can go way back. Yeah, there's a lot of candidates there, and this has this one tomorrow night has a case of being one of the best. But we can't say that until we see how this season plays out for for uh, for both teams, really. That's know. why I say talented, right? Because regardless of it, outcome, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah, I do. Uh, you know the talent, and and I guess you almost have to qualify talent with. Division one recruitable athlete talent, right? I mean, mm-hmm. w- with what these guys, or at least it looks like these guys are, are going to be able to do or had the opportunity to do moving forward. And, and what's crazy to me is uh, the the guys that you that are are that the high end OU offer type guys outside of Xavier Robinson, they're all juniors, right? See that's that's where I was about to say a throw in, and you know me, I'm a Clinton, Clinton grad, Homer. so it no a Clinton grad, so I'm more inclined to know the history there. But that '99 Clinton team that was upset by a talented Fort Gibson team led by Teddy Lehman, that team had guys that went on that 2000 team to become one of the. You mentioned the '82 team, which has a argument of being one of the best ever of Clinton teams, but. Also, two thousand because they had our man Rodney Skinner and Brandon Barker. They had, I mean, the list goes on and on. And that team was so dominant. But Elk went to Clinton in two thousand. But all those players I mentioned were on that ninety nine team. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I say let's see how the rest of the season rolls out. But if we're going to go on talent alone, and that was a very talented team. But we got a lot of candidates there. I mean, all those names you mentioned. Um, from Weatherford, of course, Clinton, and and uh, the Heritage Hall teams. Who knows how many of those talented guys have come through there and have gone on um, to play at the next level. But, uh, yeah, that's something I failed to realize about Carl Albert. There are a lot of juniors on this team. That the, are- Robinson's the senior, and, a, and basically the big guys are seniors. The offensive line, defense line, most of those guys are seniors. Uh, but the, the the skill guys, the the secondary guys, Haynes, Washington, Marcus James, Sperry, those guys are all juniors. Every one of them. They've also got uh, a guy named Maddox Wilkerson. You know who that is? No, Jimmy Wil- Wilkerson. Son. Okay, Jimmy Wilkerson's son. He was at. Uh, Oh, he was a fresh. I saw him with my own eyes uh, at Sayre a couple years ago. He was at Oklahoma Christian Academy. Jimmy was coaching. I think Jimmy Wilkerson. He moved to Carl Albert. The, the older son graduated. This is the younger. He's a he's a junior tight end, number forty five. Also, another name that was really interesting to me. Not necessarily not not just because of him, but also maybe his brother is. Carlavion Young. We had that name last year in the playoffs for Newcastle. Oh, really? And his brother, Carl Sean Young, was the unbelievable basketball player. The lefty. Is he at Carl Albert now? You know, I don't know. I, I mean, this is all well and good, but is this open transfer kind of it makes it harder to know. I mean, if you, right, we're it, out, we're it, out here, and if something happens, we know. Well, yeah. Well, but, it's it's like earth shattering, but when you're up there in the city area, it's not as yeah. It, it's it, it's more normal, I guess I should say. But when I saw that name on that roster, I thought, wait a minute, that's Carl Sean's brother. Is he playing basketball, or did he go somewhere? I, I tried to figure this out, and I couldn't really – I couldn't find it. Now, this is a question that I don't know the answer to that I just got on my phone a text. Has okay. anyone that played football at Oak City High School ever played professionally? Man, that's a question for you. 
Hopefully, Mr. Weatherly's still listening. <laughs> it's a question that he would not oh, I'm sure there's been, there had to have been a couple, if not more. I honestly, I, the first name that leaps to my mind That's is, is Chris Stanley. Oh, I didn't think of that, Joe. It's a good one. Oh, yeah. I, was, I, I, I had Roy Bell in my mind with some of those Clinton teams. I just don't know them. Which ones came and which ones were here right. at Big Oak Stadium, which ones weren't. Yeah, that's a good one. I would wonder about – I would wonder Chris Stanley. Wait, wait. Is that the right name? Yeah. Um, Ronnie Bill from the text line? Ronnie Bull. Ronnie Bull. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't. I don't. I don't know who that is. I don't remember. Um, you know, there's been guys that have that have gone to and played Division One football, but they're. I, I just don't know that. How much or how little that that you know those that anybody got the chance to do that. You know, obviously with Clinton, they've had a few. Weatherford's had a few. Here and there, mm-hmm. and it's just with, with with the guys that are coming out here and the talent that uh, that will be here. Yeah, I wondered uh, here. Billy Lynn might have played in Canada. He's a name from the past that anybody that grew up here definitely knows. You know, Marsh. He didn't. He played in college, but he didn't do anything like that. It's a good question. Gary Cutsinger. Oh, here's this. I don't know where he found this, but shows three. Gary Cutsinger, Lee Presley, and Hal Springer. I wish I had years on that. It does. Oh, it does. Would you like to know? Yes. Uh, Gary Cutsinger, defensive end, Houston, 1962 to 1968. Lee Presley, fullback slash center for Washington, 1945. And Hal Springer, an E, which I assume is end, 1945. There you have it. At least according to that source. Looks like pro football reference to me with some of the stuff I've done on there. I had no idea you could do that. Yeah, pro football reference. Yeah, I'm sure there's a there's a database somewhere and you could put in a town name and see who's come from there. That's literally what he did. That, that's what it is? Yeah, on pro football reference. Well, I'm going to go ahead and Google that up. Sounds like a time waster right there. I guess. <laughs> no way. <laughs> is there anybody that, I mean... Anybody that you think we've left off this? I mean, I know we have. Team-wise? Yes. But like a specific one that you can remember. Nah, there's... I'm trying to think. Now that you've... I think you've named them all. There's one that didn't come here that would definitely be a possibility. But it wasn't here. It was there. In 98, the first game of the year was at Millwood. Mm. And that Millwood team had Rashawn Woods and Elbert Craig, who were seniors that went to play at Oklahoma State. Elbert was a, a the a safety, and obviously Rashawn Woods, one of if not the best receiver ever to play there. And uh, I guess it would have been Donovan throwing to him, and I can't remember if all four, all three of them were there. I think they might have. I think Donovan might have been a freshman. Dewan was a sophomore and gosh was Rashawn Rashawn was a senior I know for sure so that was pretty wild I mean that that was a talented team Mm -hmm. but that was at mill it wasn't here and that was a non-district game that I think was just a one-off if I remember right because that wasn't a game our junior year here in the non-district the next it was our senior year but that you want to talk about talent? Oof. There's a bunch of it running around the field that day at Millwood. This is pretty cool. This pro reference. There's yeah, we just got it sent reference. to us again with those three names from Oak City. That is cool. But that, that I mean, that's one. I was trying to think of non-district games 
in the past and teams like this is and and that was one that that Millwood game was one that I thought of but it just what it doesn't necessarily count to the question I ask because it was up there and not right here but that team is going to be on the field on Friday night it's got a whole bunch of talent on it there's no doubt about that and we'll see what the Elks can do to try to uh negate the playmakers that they have what, right. do you, what do you got Weatherford has produced two NFL players can you name them Wes Sims correct uh, who's it Todd Franz oh, Tulsa he went to Tulsa I think didn't he I think that's right Clinton has produced and you won't name him you want to name maybe a couple? Seven. Trent. Did Timmy play? Tim did. Kicked at Arizona. Uh, Brandon Christensen? Uh, yes. Roy? Is Roy on there? He only went to Canada, he didn't he? went to Canada, but Carlos, Carlos was a tight end for New Orleans. He had Gary Bolden, a defensive tackle, Cliff Chat Chapman. Uh, by the way, Bolden from, 80, from 1987, Cliff Chapman. In 1982, Sonny Lyles, back in the 40s, played for Detroit and the Rams from 90, from 43 to 45. That's a fun That's a fun thing to look up. Here's Raymond Lucian Maloof, 1941 draft. You know who he played for? No. In high school? No. Sayer. Oh, cool. And then there's a statue, I don't know if you've seen it yet, in Hammond when you've dri driven through. It's not for the NFL, but it is for uh, the football team at Hammond. Joe Wynn's got a statue. There's a statue? There's a statue of Joe. Where is this statue pads, at? In his mind. <laughs> I've driven all around town and just cannot find that dadgum thing for years. He was the best football player ever to come out of Hammond. Well, I see the big billboard talking about their basketball and baseball teams academic teams academic teams but you think a statue would be right propped up next to the basketball titles so. wouldn't you? or maybe in front of the high school or the gym or something maybe it's in front of the old gym maybe well that's right there in the same park close lot. maybe it's behind the old gym we never went behind it <laughs> where is it joe <laughs> he says it's somewhere in hammond he won't tell exactly where <laughs> If he'd go find it and he could drop a pin, we, we could all go get look at with it. our man Ed. Say, Where's this <laughs> statue at, Ed? <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's in storage. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch, buddy Joe. There's a lot of people just taking it on Joe. Taking it on the text what line. What did he do to them? About the he said he did say the tornado got the statue. That's why we can't find it. Oh, uh, okay. It's in storage. Here's another one. Joe Wynn doesn't have an athletic bone in his body. There isn't a statue. Yikes. Yikes. Poor Joe. Sorry about that, Joe. Didn't know that the texters were going to come after you quite that hard. Trying to take Joe down a peg. <laughs> I don't get it. What did he do? There is no doubt that Joe Wynn is the best putter from like 40 yards out on planet earth zero doubt nobody can dispute that it doesn't matter if he needs to bang it off the cart path to jump it over some rough to get it on the green and roll it doesn't it matters none he can do it he absolutely can do well, it he's the guy you want on your team everyone thinks you need a long like a smash hitter or driver right you, you get a good putter that could save you a couple strokes right i didn't there. say he is a good putter i said he's the best from off the green Oh, from off the green. Even, yeah, even like better. 40 yards. Yeah. So you, that's the strategy. Guys, don't chip it on the green. Get it on the fringe. Oh, he makes fun of you for chipping, especially if you hit a bad one. See, he should have putted it. <laughs> and nobody else can do that, Joe. You're the only one. Like, Joe, go find your statue. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in Foss Lake. It may get blown into Foss Lake with the tornado. College football coming up this weekend. Anything catching your eye? Mm, you know, kind of a dud weekend in, in reality. It's, I tell you what, it feels like the build-up weekend because have you have you taken a gander at next week's schedule? No. Holy Moses, it is wall-to-wall -wall fantasticness. Well, on this weekend, if it, if I'm looking for anything, um, it you know, let me see, well, obviously, oh you oh you at Tulsa. 
can OU look a little bit, have a little bit more life in their offense? You know, the the OSU game. I'm interested. What is that spread like seven, seven, seven and a half? Yeah. I'm interested. Um, I mentioned this before the season started. Watch for the uh, was it Southern South, South Alabama South Alabama. They Watch won for these ten guys. games a year ago. Lost to UCLA by a point. Lost to Troy by like four. Ten and three. Then they got blown out in the bowl game. All right. So look, this week, yeah, it is. It's kind of duddish. Next week, you have UCLA at Utah, Oregon State at Washington State, Florida State at Clemson, Ole Miss at Bama, Colorado at Oregon, uh, Notre uh, Ohio State at Notre Dame. Iowa at Penn State, Texas at Baylor. Next week is the first real good week. Arky at at LSU, maybe. Uh, also, you know, one of those maybe type games. A and M A and M hosts Auburn is kind of a maybe. Uh, back to this week. Some questions: Will Texas have a hangover? You know, Wyoming's coming in confident. I know they're 2-0, but they go, hey, we beat one Texas team, let's beat another. Tennessee at Florida, could that be a trap game for Tennessee? Haven't been entirely impressed with Tennessee as of yet. Same thing about Washington at Michigan State. A lot of of distraction at East Lansing, but still at Michigan State. And then you mentioned one. Oh, is it BYU at Arkansas? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one too. And then I mentioned OSU. See, for me so, this week. Just stuff I'm keeping my eye on. This week boils down almost the 11 o'clock games for me. K-State at Mizzou. That's a big game in the possibility of the flipping of williams Winery. If you're a Sooner fan, you need email to win. Kansas State. I don't even think that matters. I think. That uh, oh, just trust win me. or lose, they're going to be losing more than winning. But that's sorry that is. But yeah. it that would help. You don't want a top fifteen win. Sure, I see what you're saying. LSU at Mississippi State. Mississippi State has played them really, really tough the last four trips down to Stark Vegas. One of those a win. It's been like one score games when LSU has gone to Mississippi State. So those are, uh, you know, does South Carolina have any? Can can Spencer Rattler pull some some sort of rabbit out of his hat to try to give Georgia a run? Uh, hard to see it happening. Can you believe Alabama's playing at South Florida? I guess I missed that on the picks. I didn't even notice that. It's Alabama. At, oh, I'm just looking at the list. I don't know if that's a it's pick at South Florida. At it, South Florida. And it is at South Florida. Raymond James. Now, they play at Raymond James Stadium, which is the home of the Buccaneers as well. But that, yeah, that's actually a true road game. Oh, well, good for that. At a, what do you call that? Group of f- group of five? It all gets messed up in my mind. With yeah, have they, have they not now. joined a conference yet? Not yet. I can't remember. Not yet. <laughs> well, cool. Alabama's an interesting case. Is that just kind of a hiccup and they're going to bounce right back, or do they actually really do have you know, some I, problems? I wondered about that with Clemson last week because it looked like they were having a a tough time getting started. Who they play, like Charleston? Charleston Southern or something like that. Yeah. And it was a one-score game, and then I walk away from it, and then I checked again, and they had won like 66-14 or something like that. I mean, they really put it on. So I, w- I wonder if Alabama will have like a slow start like that, and then just you l- look up and boom, they're up four touchdowns. Hey, you already said Texas. <clears throat> they host Wyoming. It's interesting. Maybe. Part of me thinks that Texas is just going to blow their doors off. But old Texas – they do this. Texas isn't back, Texas. Sleepwalks through this game. I'm not going to say they lose it, but they sleepwalk through it. Mm-hmm. Maybe the, as much as last week was, and it was impressive, maybe coming out and 
beating down my uh, Wyoming like maybe you should. I don't know. They beat Wyoming has that win over Tech. But you know what I mean? Being impressive uh-huh. again would show a maturity that I don't think we've seen from a Texas team in, in a long time. And then up in Stillwater, man, that is a fascinating game. Yeah, it is. To see how Gundy play. I, I mean, like, okay, Gunner should start, right? He's, he's the only one that hadn't got to yet. Right. So is it his turn to start? I think he's been one of the better of the three. A lot have said that. I tend to agree with that. And I'm not it's not because of his he's of who his dad is. And we didn't even mention Tennessee at Florida. How crazy is that? It would have been usually a big game. The marquee that's game usually of the, the game day location this, this time of year. Not anymore. Nope, nope. It is Boulder. You think they'll build a studio in Boulder? That's what I said. I think Fox. we'll have like a satellite studio. <laughs> no, Fox will be there. They're, they're, oh, and somebody that, will be there for Yeah, but Fox will have those games. So what I'm saying is, is Fox just going to build a permanent Maybe. studio there? Maybe. I'm surprised they haven't hired a reporter and said, okay. Pat McAfee's going. Yeah. What show isn't? This one. Yeah. Yeah, why aren't we there? I bet Boulder in September is pretty nice. Colorado State coming to town. It's not a horrible drive. It's long, but it's not hard to get there. It's further away than Blanchard, which is where I'm supposed to go. <laughs> we probably change those. We probably change those plans if we want to go to Colorado. <laughs> I'm a little busy Saturday. Jared, if somebody pays for us to go to Colorado. You're going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll get more in-depth with the games, in-state games tomorrow. Be a Garrison Financial Friday. Hopefully Scott will be in the house. (laughs) McAfee is going for the edibles. Text line was good today. (laughs) Lots of information. Everyone have a great Thursday. We'll be back to wrap up the week tomorrow. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cowell. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball.